0: Today, we're gonna get kind of personal. We're gonna get deep into some of the emotional barriers, the emotional baggage that holds us back from losing weight. And I had sent out an email a while back that I, I feel like needed some additional, broader exposure for the benefit of the primary message, the benefit of what I think can be a game changer for so many people who have wondered, how can I want this so bad but not do the work? Or why do I keep letting myself down? Why can't I be consistent, right? I wanna talk to everybody who is struggling with their weight or struggling with self-control or struggling with moderation in anything, whether that's food or alcohol or drugs or sex or television or anything. And you know, (laughs) I've shared this before, I had to learn these lessons the hard way. I had to learn the hard way that I was using food. I was avoiding the actual issues in my life, and I thought that food was the issue. I thought my weight was the issue. And for most of my life, honest to God, I would have outright denied that there was any other problem. I would have argued with you that the sole problem, the reason I wasn't happy, the reason I was depressed, the reason whatever was because of my weight. I was certain it was a food thing, right? I just thought I love to eat and I can't control myself. I really thought that's what it was all about. And so if you think that's you, like everything would get better if you could lose the weight. All the other problems in your life are because you're overweight or because you feel like you don't have the control that you want to have. So I just want to like encourage you to keep an open mind about this, because I know you might be thinking, no, seriously, my weight is my issue. I just want you to keep an open mind and let's just chat about it. Because here's the thing, my past and your past are full of lessons. Unfortunately, most of us see them as mistakes. And so because we feel like we made a mistake, what do we do when we make a mistake, right? We, we're embarrassed. We turn our heads in shame, and that prevents us from learning the valuable lessons that could change everything, that could improve us, that could improve our lives, right? And I feel like these are the things that people don't really talk about, or certainly nobody's talking about it enough when it comes to weight loss, until you identify What you're truly hungry for, what you really, really want more of in your life, you're going to overindulge in something, right? And for most people, overconsuming food or alcohol or really anything, there is a hunger that you are trying to satisfy. And more often than not, it has nothing to do with what you are consuming. So for me, there was a hunger that I was trying to satisfy. And the only way at that point in time I knew how to satisfy it was with food. But the reason that the food was never satisfying me was because it wasn't what I really wanted. And until you understand the weight you're actually carrying, then the pounds on the scale aren't ever really lost, right? Anybody can lose a few pounds or even a few hundred pounds, but keeping it off requires that you understand and you resolve what you're actually hungry for. I mean, why do you think if the problem is really the weight, then why do you think people put the weight back on after they lose it? Right? If people want to lose weight so desperately, then why did 90 plus percent of people put the weight back on? Because they didn't solve the problem. It's not just because they love food so much, it's because there is a problem that hasn't been solved. Speaking for myself, I had this insatiable appetite that I was trying to fill with food. It led to my obesity, but my hunger wasn't for food. I ate far past the point of physical hunger. If it was really truly that I loved food, then I wouldn't keep eating past the point of being sick. When I was physically satisfied, I would stop. But I was using food to satisfy my emotional needs. And so there was no amount of food that was going to do that. So I just kept eating and eating and eating and eating. That's why we keep going. That's why we overeat. That's why we binge, whether it's on food or alcohol or anything. You have one thing and it doesn't satisfy the urge. The void is still there. So you keep going and you keep going. And as you continue to go, you just feel more and more empty. You're still not meeting that need, right? If it was food that you were after, one cupcake would do the trick. You'd love it, you'd enjoy it, and you wouldn't need five. I didn't know for myself, I didn't know for most of my life, that there was an emotional void. That there was an emotional hunger. I lost weight really quickly, like scary quickly, and then put it on even faster because I thought the problem was food. But if the problem was food, then losing the weight would have been the solution and it really, really wasn't. If the problem was the excess weight and all that mattered to me was losing it, of course I'd have maintained it. Lose the weight, lose the problems, right? That's what I thought and that's what I think many people think. But the weight is a symptom of a problem, right? It's not the problem itself for many people. It's like a check engine light on your dashboard isn't the problem, it's the indicator of the problem. And if all you wanna do is make that light go out so you clip the wire, it doesn't fix the issue. But I personally wasn't willing to entertain the thought that there was a bigger issue because I was just in a rush to not be fat, honestly. And the emotional void that I was feeling I don't know, for as long as I can remember, it was just always there. My baseline was hungry. My baseline was seeking, not for food, but food was the only thing that I knew to give myself that was convenient and accessible. But why did I always feel worse after binging or overeating? Why did I always feel more empty and more isolated? And and the problem for me was that it started so young, I didn't know any other way i didn't have something to compare it to looking to food to meet my emotional needs because i felt like it was all that was in my power to give myself i didn't know that wasn't normal i didn't know that it was a problem because it had just been the way that i operate for most of my life right it's kind of like if you've always had chronic pain You don't know that that's not normal. You don't necessarily know to seek a resolution because it's just always been there. It's just who you are, but it's not. It's not just who you are. You can never get enough of something you don't need, right? And the cliche saying is really true that food is only solution when the problem is real hunger. And I take that a bit further. Food is only the solution when it's food you're hungry for. Food is not the solution when you're hungry for love and acceptance, and I'm not saying that's what you need, but that's what I was using it for. Maybe it's letting go. What do you need to let go of in your life that leads you to lean on food because it's the only way that you feel like you can give yourself release? What is it that you're, that you're trying to satisfy there? What is it that you need to let go of, Right. In what areas do you need to find a way to get that release? In what areas of your life outside of food? Maybe you're using food because it allows you to escape and avoid, but you need to identify what are you trying to escape and avoid, right? And here's what's crazy when we really think about it. More often than not, the problem that triggers us to turn to food is usually made worse when we turn to food but because we aren't thinking about it, because we aren't paying attention, we don't necessarily realize that. Going back to kind of how I did this, for me, the more I ate, the more I isolated myself right? I wasn't satisfying the true need that I had for love and unconditional acceptance. I was getting myself further and further away from that because my abuse of food made me feel so ashamed and embarrassed that I kept myself from love. I kept myself from acceptance, both from others and from myself. Are you kidding me? I couldn't love myself that way. I couldn't accept myself that way. I was miserable. I hated myself. And as I got older, I searched in all the wrong places, all the wrong places, but I kept coming back to food because it was accessible and it provided something immediate. Whether it made me feel what I wanted to feel or not, it made me feel something. And sometimes it made me feel nothing, which is what I wanted to feel. And I'm sharing this with you because I know I'm not alone in this unfulfilling behavior. Seeking something repeatedly that doesn't give us what we want. Why do we keep going back to it when it doesn't give us what we want? We have to find out what it is that we're really after if we want to lose the weight and keep it off. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to look in all the right places. And honestly, as scary as this sounds, and and to people who don't get it, they're like, that's not scary. But if you're like me, I think you'll understand that it's scary when I say, I want you to look within yourself for what it is that you need, whether that's peace or acceptance or love or surrender or whatever. I want you to look first within yourself. And in case I'm the first person to tell you this, I was, I think I was the first person to tell myself love and acceptance have absolutely nothing to do with your weight. Peace has nothing to do with your weight. Stress has nothing to do with the number on the scale, nothing. And again, maybe those aren't your things, right? Whether it's love, acceptance, you know, stress relief, peace, whatever. But I think many people, I know I was this way and I know many of my clients are this way, but so many of us look to other people to make ourselves feel beautiful or to make us feel worthy or sexy We look to other people to either tell us we are or make us feel like we are. But you know what? Guys, that's on us. That is on us. If you want to feel beautiful, that's got to start with you. If you want to feel worthy, that's got to start with you. If you want to feel confident, that's got to start with you. And I messed that up. I looked to everybody but me for that. Parents, coaches, teachers, men, friends, bosses you won't get it there. It's not theirs to give you. It's yours to find or yours to create so that you can give it to yourself. And honestly, that is the hard work of weight loss. That is the hard work of weight loss. It's not the food choices. It's what is underlying those food choices. That's the work. And when you do it, honestly, honestly, trust me on this, When you do that work, the food choices begin to take care of themselves. Do I still love ice cream? Uh, Yeah, I sure do. But you know what? It doesn't make me feel great. And when I didn't value myself, when I didn't love myself, when I didn't have this intrinsic sense of self-worth, I didn't want to feel great. I didn't think I deserved to feel great. I didn't believe I could feel great, so it was easy to make food choices that made me feel absolutely awful because, That's what I thought I should feel. That's what I thought I was deserving of feeling. And once I decided that I'm worth it, that I'm beautiful, that I'm strong, that I can create anything and everything I want in this life, I wanna feel great. So foods that don't make me feel that great just don't appeal to me in the same way. I was recently at a uh, wedding shower and they had these little mini donuts. They were adorable. They were from this gourmet bakery in Boston and everyone was raving about how incredible they were and they looked absolutely amazing but I had a choice, right? I could eat this food that would give me some momentary pleasure, or I could make a choice that would make me feel strong, that would make me feel confident, that would make me feel beautiful, that would make me feel in control of myself, my life, and my health, and I deserve the latter. Would the donut be tasty? Yeah, but you know what's more valuable to me? Feeling strong, feeling capable. It's not about deprivation. It's about, I deserve to feel amazing. And I want to make choices that make me feel amazing. When you start to do this work, you will find that you are infinitely more powerful than you thought you were. You will naturally seek to find solutions instead of problems. Because you know that you're capable of finding a solution, and you know that you're worth finding a solution. So many of our food choices and our food issues stem from the fact that we don't think we're worthy, that we think we're gross, that we think we're fat, that we think we make awful choices, right? Why do we feel so uncomfortable making decisions that are opposite of what the people around us are doing, right? Like the family orders pizza, and you don't really feel comfortable ordering something different or making something different. Why? Because there's not a strength there and a confidence there and a sense of self-worth and power and what you really deserve, standing up for feeling amazing. Now, are there exceptions like pizza's delicious and I just choose pizza because I want it? Yeah. But so many of us feel stuck in those situations. Like, well, I mean, it's what everybody's doing. You aren't stuck. You are worth standing up for yourself. You are worth standing up for your goals. And I wasted so much time, years and effort and energy trying to solve the problem that wasn't with food instead of addressing the problem that was my lack of self-confidence my lack of self-worth my emotional voids and in doing so honestly guys trust me i created a world of problems and pain because it sucked to be over 350 or not over three over 300 pounds close to 350 and really miserable The problem wasn't my weight, the problem wasn't food, the problem was the void within me. And it was a costly lesson to learn, but there's a silver lining. When you fight for yourself, because it begins with the fight, right? That's the hard part. You find your strength and your power and your worth, and honestly, you find your freedom. You find a sense of, I've got this, this is okay, I can do this. I am worth this. There's nothing I can't do. And there's so much freedom in that because you no longer feel like a prisoner in your own body, terrified by situations where there'll be food or situations where you have to be around other people and not feel comfortable about the way that you look or the way that you dress. You find this incredible freedom when you stop focusing on the problem that isn't and you start focusing on the problem that is. And as I sort of wrap this up, Um, because I I don't think I need to belabor the point. I think everybody who struggles with this really understands what I'm trying to say. I really, really hope that you will take some time to think about your own voids, to think about what is it that you're turning to food for or alcohol or social media, right? Are you willing to turn and face your feelings instead of running from them? instead of eating them. I know it's scary, but what's the alternative to continue fighting to solve the problem that isn't and just doing this on again, off again thing with food, but never really addressing the issue again, guys. It's about freedom. It's funny, I, not funny, pretty awesome actually. I got an email from one of my clients the other day and she struggled a lot with fear. Fear of changing her behavior, fear of giving up habits fear of giving up indulgences, fear of of giving up that sense of like, I can give in and release and just eat whatever I want, whenever I want. She's really been struggling with that for like probably about a year. But she sent me an email a couple of days ago and it said, you know what? You know what's on the other side of fear? Life. How powerful is that? When we stay stuck in our fear, in our refusal to face the tough stuff, or our refusal to change, or our refusal to tell ourselves no. Not no because we're bad. No because we're good. No because we're worth more. No because we deserve better. You know what's on the other side of that fear? That resistance? That nervousness and anxiety? Life. You're not living it when you're scared. You're not living it when you hate yourself, you hate your body, and you're afraid of food. What's on the other side of that fear is life. And I know you guys have heard me talking a lot about breaking barriers, and the reason that I keep bringing it up is because I keep getting all of these incredible emails about how much it's changing people's lives, and I think I've done you guys a disservice by not talking about it more, right? Because I know, I know that these podcasts are valuable, and they're free, and I don't have sponsors, and there's a reason for that, but... Shame on me if I'm not saying, I created this e-course called Breaking Barriers to help you figure out what these barriers are in your life and to give you the tools to tear them down. Shame on me if I'm not telling you that that's available to you to help you through this. Because if I just put out this information about the real issue versus the non-issue, and then I don't tell you about the solution that I created for you to get you through it, I'm a jerk. And I'm not really here to help you. And I am here to help you. So... You know, when we talk about how, okay, maybe my issue isn't food, but I don't know what my issue is, or I know what my issue is, but I don't know how to overcome it, I really think that that is the power of breaking barriers. And I'll never forget, as talking to a friend, gosh, when did breaking barriers first It was initially a different course and then i totally redid it but when i did the initial one i i don't even know maybe maybe it was close to a year ago now i remember talking to a friend and i had just finished it just put it together and i said all my struggles all my tough stuff all the years of depression and self-hatred and embarrassment and hiding If it brought me to this point of being able to put together this material, holy hell, I am so friggin' proud of it because I know that it's a game changer. I understand that most people in this space are talking about eat less, move more, exercise like this, stop eating these foods, eat more of these foods, get tough, do the work. But like, what's the real work? Because there's a bazillion diets out there. Why do 90-plus percent of people put the weight back on? Because they haven't addressed the problem. And so I'm really freaking proud of the fact that I have this course that can help you overcome that stuff. So I recently wrote a blog answering all the questions I've been getting about it. Um, It's up on primalpotential.com if you hit blog. The the title of the blog is, What is Breaking Barriers? It's really creative. It's kind of hard to figure out what that one's about. But it answers all of your questions in terms of like, How does it work? How long does it take to go through? How available are you to help us? All of those questions are in the blog, and I will link to that blog in the show notes for this episode. So if you feel like you need to do this work, but you need help, or you're not sure where to start, I really think that's a great starting point for you, and I'm always available if you have questions about it. Definitely read that blog first, because I uh, wrote that to answer the questions I've been getting most often, but I'm always here. If you need help, so I want you to think about whatever you decide, I want you to think about what you're really hungry for. When you turn to food or you turn to alcohol, whatever your thing is, what are you really seeking? Are you seeking satisfaction? Well, where are you dissatisfied in your life that you can really focus on? Are you seeking like peace, calm, that, you know, that, that, tranquil thing. Well, where in your life are you not feeling peaceful that you really need to begin to work? Or are you trying to escape? Well, what is happening in your life that you really need to escape from? Really, guys, give yourself the gift of thinking about this stuff. So what I ate yesterday, I was traveling all day. I had some long flights uh, and I was not obviously very active because I was in the airport for 80% of the day. Um, So I was sitting on my butt most of the time. So all I had all day pretty much until the evening was coffee and a little bit of water. It was kind of an unintentional situational fast. And I can't tell you what a huge change that is from my past travel behavior where I would binge every single time I set foot in an airport. Um, but just because of my schedule and my flights and my layovers, uh, I all I had was coffee during the day until... Gosh, maybe like 6 p.m. So I got up around 3 a.m. for the flights. And until 6 p.m., all I had was coffee and a little bit of water. Not ideal, but it worked. Uh, For dinner, I ended up having a salad with a hard-boiled egg and a whole bunch of veggies, obviously. With a balsamic vinaigrette dressing, I was out to eat. I got a burger without the bun. And it had egg on it and I think some cheese and I got a side of broccoli. I actually brought out the fries even though I didn't ask for them, but I didn't freak out. I just didn't eat them. The decision had already been made. So it was a lighter day, but it was a travel day. So again, huge improvement from my past travel behavior. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm always here if you have questions or suggestions. I really hope you never hesitate to reach out to me because I really want to help you reach your goals. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.